Are you seeking fulfillment for your life? Do you want freedom from fear? That's why we're here. Welcome to Jesus 101, introducing you to the real Jesus. And now, here's your host, Elizabeth Talbot with Mike Tucker. I'm Mike Tucker. And I'm Elizabeth Talbot. Elizabeth, tell us what the difference is between the second coming of Christ and the second coming of Christ. Well, you know, a few years ago, I became aware of how differently we talk about the end and and the second coming of Christ. There's a a theologian in the Seventh-day Adventist Church that one day uh, was giving a lecture, and he actually wrote it on the board. And he said, many of us have been talking for many years about the, and then he put the word second coming really large. Mm. The second coming of Christ, very small. (laughs) Actually, it was the signs of the second coming really large and then of Christ very small. And then he said, but it's very different when we talk about the signs of the second coming of Christ. And he made it really big of Christ. And I realized that many uh, like we spoke about yesterday in yesterday's program, many of us have grown fearful of the time of the end because people talk about the signs and the second coming, and we forget to talk about Christ. That's right. <laughs> so if we if we were actually uh, thinking of Him, we would be so joyful that we're going to see Him soon. It is a matter of perspective more than anything else. Recognizing that yes. Cataclysmic things happen before Christ returns. But all of this is the signs, as Jesus said, of birth pangs, the beginning of birth pangs, because that which is coming is glorious. It is Jesus. We're going to see Jesus. Yeah, it's like if we were talking about a birth. Yes. And we only talk about the pains of child uh, Mm -hmm. birth. And we're not talking about the fact that we're expecting a child. Yeah. I remember when, when our children were born and my wife had gone through hours and hours of labor. I think it was 19 with one and 22 with another. And I said, you know, but what a small price to pay for this child. And she looked at me, she said, you weren't the one going through it, though. (laughs) So, sometimes we can be sidetracked by the pains of the childbirth, but still, even even today, she would admit that, yes, it was worth it to have these children Absolutely. And so, what the discourse on Mark 13 does, which we started yesterday, first, it tells you the signs, but then it turns on verse 24 and says, look, this is the good news that Jesus Christ is coming for you. And, and we're all been waiting for this time since the beginning of the world when, when the human race was made to be in intimacy with God, but they sinned and they were uh, taken away from God. And we've been waiting for this re-encounter for thousands and thousands of years. Yeah, that's right. Mark 13, uh, verse 24, But in those days, after that tribulation, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. We read about that yesterday in Joel chapter 2. And the stars will be falling from heaven and the powers uh, that are in the heavens will be shaken. And, and then, oh, I love that. <laughs> and then it's like, okay, what are the good news here? Verse 26. Sorry, I got too excited. Yeah, I, I, I noticed that. But okay. it is like he's saying, all right, and all these will happen, you know, whatever, whatever. But then <laughs> yes. they will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. See, this is the event. You know, uh, many of you know that we're pastors of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. And the name Adventist um, comes from this very promise, this blessed hope 
Advent is a coming, right? Mm-hmm. So the first Advent was at Christmas time, is the birth of Jesus, right? That's right. So the first Advent was the incarnation of Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. And then he lived here, he died for us, and he made a promise. I will come again to receive you into myself, that where I am, there you may be also. So our church uh, is so excited about this. That's why we're called the Seventh day Adventist church because we're waiting for the second advent. We we just can't wait for that day in which this very verse right here takes place. Then they will see or we will see Mm -hmm. the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory and then he will send forth the angels and will gather together his elect from four winds, you know, from the north Mm -hmm. and the south and the east and the west from the farthest end of the earth to the farthest end of heaven. This is the big reunion, the homecoming that we all be waiting for. And it doesn't matter where you live, he's not going to miss you. You can be in Antarctica and it's all right, he's still going to get you. It doesn't matter where you are because you he's mention, not going to leave anyone out. Did you mention Antarctica because that's Argentina? Oh, y- yes. Did you even so know like that, that Antarctica was Argentina? Yes, yes, I did. <laughs> okay. So even those are in Argentina. Even those who come from Argentina, yes. Elizabeth, will not be left out. That's great news for me. Yeah, I figured it would be. <laughs> Verse 28, now learn the parable from the fig tree, which, uh, pardon me, When its branch was already become tender and puts forth its leaves, you know that summer is near. Even so, you too, when you see these things happening, recognize that he is near right at the door. Okay, this is a wonderful way of looking at signs and understanding the difference, talking about the signs of the coming of Christ. It's saying here, learn from the fig tree. You want to talk about leaves? You want to talk about what is about to happen? Let's talk about leaves. But don't forget this. Leaves are only a sign that the summer is near. So, you That's want to right. talk about signs? Sure, let's talk about signs. Only if you talk about signs in the context that Christ is near. Our mistake is that we talk about signs so much that we forget about what they are a sign of. Yes, correct. And the signs themselves are cataclysmic at times, they are frightening at times, because, you know, birth pain is, is, is difficult. And when we talk about r- wars and rumors of wars and famines and earthquakes and floods, that is frightening stuff. It is very frightening stuff, and especially if we couple that with persecution, that's frightening. But there's no reason to be frightened because what comes after that Summer is, is coming. Summer is coming. <laughs> yes. the, the coming of Jesus is right at hand. You know, the Old Testament has been talking about this day all along. And some of this, we have several quotes from the Old Testament in these few verses that we just read. We have in chapter, uh, in verse 24 and, and 25, we have several things from Joel, from Isaiah. I don't know if you want to share one of those with us. Uh, Let's look at Isaiah chapter 13, verses 9 through uh, 9 and 10. It says, Behold, the day of the Lord is coming. And by the way, this day of the Lord, that phrase is the Old Testament phrase, which now Paul, especially in, in 2 Thessalonians, associates with the second coming of Jesus. Behold, the day of the Lord is coming, cruel with fury and burning anger, to make the land a desolation, and he will exterminate its sinners from it. For the stars of heaven and their constellations will not flash forth their light. The sun will be dark when it rises, and the moon will not send its light. Yeah, so this was an expectation uh, in several prophetic books. Uh, it talks about this day of the Lord, this moment of this reunion between the creatures and, and the Creator. Yeah, in, in the Old Testament, there are basically two epochs of time. There's that which is referred to as this present age, which was sinful and unredeemable. This is where good people suffer and the righteous, the righteous seem to suffer at the hands of the wicked. But then there would be coming the golden age of God when all wrongs would be righted and, and sweetness and light would be entered in. And the event between 
between those two epochs of time is the day of the Lord, something cataclysmic and sudden, and that is the second coming of Jesus. And if we continue reading, we get a few other counsels and even a parable about the second coming of Jesus. It says um, in verse 29 of Mark 13, even so you too, when you see these things happening, recognize that he's right at the door. And then there is a difficult verse. It says, truly I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all these things take place. Mm. Some people believe that this meant that Jesus thought that this would happen in his generation. Right. And I, I interpret this as saying this generation that went through these uh, trials, mm-hmm. that through all these things that we just read, the, the time between the, the moment in which all of these things finally take place and the moment in which Jesus come, there will not be more than a generation that passes. So, when we see all of these signs uh, and the birth all pangs. All of them coming true. All of them coming true. That is the generation that will see Jesus come. I heard a, a, a theologian uh, on pu- national public radio say, well, Jesus obviously was mistaken mm-hmm, here. Mm-hmm. He expected it to be imminent. But I don't think that that is true at all. I think that he's misinterpreted this passage. Yeah. Yeah, well, there's not a lot of things that we know about what Jesus w- was thinking, obviously, but uh, the New Testament church for sure thought that the, yes, the, they did. the what we call the parousia, the, the second mm-hmm. coming, they thought it was going to be imminent. And mm-hmm. actually, one of the problems that they had was as time started delaying and they were asking questions, mm-hmm. they needed to be comforted by God and by the Holy Spirit saying, look, we don't know the time. That's not the point. And actually, even Jesus says it here on verse 32, which it helps us to understand that he did not talk about time when he right. said this generation right. because he says here in verse 32 that no one knows the day or the hour or the time when this would take place. That's right. So he's telling us there, I don't know, you don't know, no one knows. So don't try to set a date, don't try to set a time, but God knows and it will happen at the right what, time. Why don't we read it? Verse 32 and 33 is a wonderful phrase. But of that day or hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son. But the Father alone, take heed, keep on the alert, for you do not know when the appointed time is. But when the appointed time is, it will come. So, what he's saying here, there's a lot of things that Jesus gave up when he became human. And one Mm -hmm. of the things he gave up here was to know at that moment what would be the exact date of the second coming. He says, I don't even know right now. But God knows, and these are the signs that we know about. But when the time is there, he will come and is for sure. That's right. Now, some of us have made the mistake of trying to set a date. That's always foolish. Mm -hmm. In fact, there is a sense of arrogance about trying to discover things that were not even revealed to Jesus. Mm -hmm. There is a sense of of arrogance about that, and there's no sense trying to do that. The key is, let's get ready for the second coming of Jesus. We do it by living in Christ today. Yes, and let's be sure about the certainty of the coming of Jesus. You know, if He came first advent, He Mm -hmm. came the first time, He died to pay the dowry for His bride, the church. Jesus' bride, why in the world wouldn't he come back to take us home once and for all? It is ludicrous to believe that after going through everything he's gone through for those he loves, that he would not come back to reclaim those he loves. That's you. That's me. He is coming. He promised it. He's paid the price. You know yeah, he's he going said, to come Let again. Yeah, he said, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God and believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. I'm coming back and I'm coming back for you. You can count on this. His return is soon. Thank you for joining us today on Jesus 101. For more insights and resources, connect with us at Jesus101.tv. That's Jesus101.tv. 
Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Jesus 101 Institute and follow us on Twitter at Jesus 101 Media. Until next time, live free.